Welcome to Space to Face, a podcast where we encourage you to build the online and offline presence of your brand. Whether your strength is online or in person, we believe there's business magic to be made in the blending of both. This is a podcast for passionate creatives and entrepreneurs who want to bridge the gap between their online space and meeting face to face. I'm Paige Poppy. And I'm Asia Crescent. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So happy to have you for another episode. Hi, Asia. Hi. Hello. I'm going to ask you how you're doing again, just so everybody else knows, because we've been talking for an hour and 16 minutes now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Time flies. Yeah. It's like our catch-up time and then our real recording time. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Just an espresso shot. So good to go. You're doing really great. And you just had an earthquake. Oh, my God. Phoenix never gets earthquakes, and we had one last night, guys. What is you happening? Uh, we get them all the time. It's so funny. I lived in California for five years, and yet my first earthquake I ever felt was in Scottsdale, Arizona. What? That is, is so on? random. I am spending a week in Babyville. I have my nephew here. Little I'm actually Bobo. in. He's so perfect. I'm actually in my in my hometown, my parents' house. I'm here for a week, so that is where my head's been for the last week. So this is nice to take a little bit of vacation break and get some work in. That's what we're doing today. I love it. So what are we going to be talking about this week? So last week we talked about getting yourself out of the house and into your local community. And last week's episode is really for business owners who can run their biz all online by being a spacer with just their laptop or just their artwork or their product or their content and could like never talk to anybody ever. So Paige's business could be this technically because we know that she could never leave her house and she could just paint all day. But we encourage spacers to become facers to improve the lifestyle part of their lifestyle business, to boost creativity, connect them with other creatives as well as future clients, to expand a local network to improve business connections as well as connections that improve quality of life. So that was last week's episode. And it was great because I I agree with all of those things. A lot of it is like quality of life. Like mm-hmm. not being lonely um, at the same time, finding new clients and connecting with them. So that totally. was that was great. Um, but yeah, this week we are talking to the facers. And it's those whose businesses run off of face-to-face interactions. If mm-hmm. you provide any kind of service, really, this is you. So coffee shops, hairstylists, personal trainers, makeup artists, photographers, for example, like Asia. Um, her mm-hmm. business is this way. There's no way she can hold business strictly online because her business is photographing people Uh and she has to meet them and speak to them. (laughs) (laughs) That would be weird if we didn't talk to them. If I could like take pictures over online, that would be so funny. (laughs) That'll be a thing one day. That'll be a thing. I'm sure it will. Um, But yeah, in this episode, we are encouraging facers to become spacers. We want you to deepen your brand presence, share your work with a broader audience, like literally the world is your Uh audience, Um, legitimize your business, um, find a larger community and support. Uh, You can express yourself creatively in ways that are different from the craft that their business requires. That's a really good point. Yes. Like, for example, if you're painting, you can also learn how to make videos. Or Mm -hmm. if you're a photographer, you can learn how to blog. So this is going to be a great topic. I'm really excited about this one. I was really excited about last week's too, and I'm excited to jump into this one. So we have some jumping off points for where to start when you're trying to break into like the big bad world of online presences we hear about so much, social media and websites like blogs. And we really today want to break that all down. And we also want to share with you guys how our online presences have shaped our brands, strengthened our brands, and like made our businesses feel really complete. I love that point too, because like my online presence doesn't feel like icky to me and it doesn't feel not me but mm-hmm. it feels like an extension of myself yeah and, totally um I think a lot of people get scared by web content maybe for that mm-hmm. reason as one of them um, I think we talk a lot about fear being something that holds people back from mm-hmm. making moves in their business um but your web presence doesn't have to be scary <laughs> no and really like if you believe in what you're doing if you believe that your product or service or my art for example helps people um or entertains them or like you know beautifies their life like if I really believe that which I do I should be online to share it with more people than just my next door neighbor 
Right. And for me, if I'm taking pictures of people and if I was only showing it to them, there's so many people who love looking at my photographs online who don't even know the people I'm photographing and that can inspire them in different ways that we don't expect. So it would be so selfish of us just to hold it all in for ourselves. So it's so good to be online and to share it. So there are so many benefits to getting online, even if you are primarily a facer. And so today we're going to jump into ways that you can do that if you do not have an online presence or even if you do ways to boost it to make it more of a rounded business and life for you. So Paige, before we start, where I think about this a lot with my online stuff because I don't have to be online, right? But like, where do you think your business would be without your online presence? Uh, non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> you think so even though like your business could know your business could be, yeah, you're right. You're right. That would I be mean, so tough. I mean, I'm joking a little bit, but um, I have a couple thoughts about it. So, like, first of all, we talked about this when I said, like, how my business evolved and how it came to be was, like, through Etsy and getting online orders and kind of, like, I didn't even know these people were out there who wanted Mm -hmm. to buy from me and were interested in what I could paint for them. Um, So, really, that's how it began. But I also thought about this. The reason that really I got so involved online was because it worked with my schedule as a student. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought of it that way, but, like, I could open up my computer and, you know, tweak my shop or create content or share images whenever I had the free time. Yeah, you didn't have to schedule with anyone else. No. And when I first started out, I probably wasn't as aware of local opportunities, like gallery showings or pop-up shops. And also, those probably would have not fit with my school schedule. Um, Right. You know, they're in the evening, but it takes a lot of coordination and, like, you have to set up at certain times. And, like, later on, my last year of school, I did get involved in, like, my school's big art market. But the online thing was really valuable to me because I could do it from whenever, wherever. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. I never thought about that, that you have, like, the freedom to create whenever you want to and to share whenever you wanted to because if you were just like in person it would have to be yeah like during those markets or whatever that's a really good point and it, I love yeah that. and it was fun because like you know a lot for me as an architecture student a lot of my time was spent in the same architecture studio for like hours mm-hmm. and like we kind of worked from there and I could just have an hour in between classes and open up my computer and like yes I could be doing homework or switch back and forth and balance my time so it could be an hour for me you know you can do a lot in an hour it could be an hour mm-hmm. for me to upload new things and share more so that was really probably why so much of my presence was online in the beginning mm-hmm. because it had to be and you also knew that you were going to be even though you lived in slow that you were going to be moving back to phoenix so i think it was important for you to still be able to connect with people back there which you wouldn't be able to do if you didn't have an online presence so that makes a lot of sense yeah, and I only got involved in slow, maybe locally a few times, maybe like, you know, not only like mm-hmm. a few big events, and then I got involved a little bit more after I left, but then in Phoenix, that was really where I could like hone in and channel all that local stuff, right. so yeah, definitely, I mean, my business wouldn't be non-existent, but it was such a good get your footing kind of thing to kind of mm-hmm. start off with. Right. And what about you? Where do you think your business would be without your online presence? maybe the opposite maybe the opposite no you know I could exist a little bit like if I just took pictures of people and word of mouth came around but it would be so much slower because people were able to see my online presence and see that I was like relevant I have been doing stuff recently um but I like the first thing that comes to mind is like it would be so much less fun like I really enjoy like the blogging aspect and like having things that could be online and people to know me online and so when I like (laughs) Even though, like, I am a photographer, like, that's my business, I never, when I tell, when I introduce myself to people, I'm never like, oh, I'm just a photographer. I'm like, oh, I'm a photographer and I'm a blogger and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I've said something like this before, actually, even on this podcast. Um, and so there's so much more to my business that's online that I feel like makes my business so whole. And if I, honestly, if I just took photos of people, I think I'd be really bored. <laughs> even though, like, it's my passion and blah, blah, blah. I think more so as I, like, grow in business, like, my business is more my passion than photography is my passion, which has been like a huge realization for me recently. Like if it wasn't something that was like good for my business or that I really loved, I wouldn't just love photography like all by itself. So I think it has made my business feel more whole and has like been more fulfilling to me to have the online presence because I love it. It's so fun for me. It builds up the social aspect of your business. And I would agree with that too. It reminds me of like when you 
open up your computer and you have all these notifications or like my phone like Mm -hmm. I don't know like my phone is like an exciting place (laughs) I feel like (laughs) because of my online presence like you know I try to like not jump into my phone right I wake up in the morning but when I Mm -hmm. have been away from it for a while I look at my notifications it's cool opportunities over email nice comments from people on Instagram uh, you know, people sharing our work or telling us that they're getting inspired by the podcast. Like all those things are totally. really fun. Yes. And if we didn't have that sort of online thing, that we wouldn't be able to have the opportunities to get that from people. So we know that our businesses either would not exist or not be very fun with online without online presences. And so we really want to encourage everybody out there today to work on their online presence. But let's get into how they can do that, shall we? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that we should start with is a website. Because a lot of people have social media platforms and accounts, and we'll talk about those too in this episode, Mm -hmm. but, like, the website is super legitimizing. Yes, 100%. When I first started out and people were like, oh, that's so cool, like, you're a photographer, like, in quotes, do you have a website? And I think I've said this again. I feel like I repeat myself all the time, but I remember being like, yes, I have a website. Like, of course I do. It happened to me two weeks ago, in fact. Someone came up to me at a pop-up shop, and they were like, oh, I love your art. You should have a little website or something. Oh, my God. I would throw a fit. (laughs) Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. But also, they're impressed by it when I say, oh, yeah, here it is. It's pagepoppy.com. That's just my name, Mm -hmm. and you can find me there. And it's all there. And they're like, oh, great. You know? Oh, wow. Yes. It is. It's so – it would be – it's so disheartening to say, like, Oh my gosh, I don't have one yet. It's coming up. And and what we talk about, we think about a lot is like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be up there. And then you can like tweak it whenever you want. But really just getting something up there, just getting something online is so, so important. And um, speaking of that, I think we should talk about how we have our websites set up. Um, you mm-hmm. and I are both on Squarespace. Yes. And I have done so many Squarespace websites now. Our Space to Face website is also on there. Um, mm-hmm. it's just so simple. Like I have made ones in the past for like my business before I changed the name of it and like mm-hmm. creating a whole new one with a new domain and a new look and feel is not even hard with them. No. Yeah. <laughs> we like, I just really promote that platform and encourage it. Um, I really think that there's so many websites out there that are coded and gorgeous, but for someone like us, the nature of our businesses, you and I is we're creating a lot of new work all the time. Mm-hmm. So you have new photos to share and I have new paintings to share always. And like Squarespace gives me the flexibility to just go in there and drop in a few new photos. It takes like literally seconds. Seconds to do it. I remember when I first saw you, I was on WordPress before and I saw you do something on Photoshop or on Squarespace. And I was like, there is no freaking way that you just moved that and you just like dropped it. I think you were putting in like three photos in a row or something. I'm like, literally, I don't even know how to do that on WordPress, let alone like do it that easily. Like I wouldn't, I don't even know how. And for, for people like us who like, that's not our main focus. Like I'm not too like worried about going through and like learning design, et cetera, et cetera. Like if I'm able to do it quicker and that still is like very, very pleasing to the eye, then I would much rather do that. Yeah. And like, I think I told you, I have a little bit of like, not discontent, but I like look at some other sites and I'm like, these are so gorgeous. I want that. But like, mm-hmm. I realized that that's something I could have one day when I have someone on hand who can just upload my stuff for me when I need them to. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. me, just like putting it up there and having it immediately available to view for anyone like mm-hmm. who's not local and hasn't seen my new work recently at like a new gallery, for example, and they can go in there and see it right away. That's so mm-hmm. valuable to me. I don't think I'll ever have somebody do my own website because I feel like my website is my like my is my domain. It's like all my control. The simplicity really does it for me. So I'm kind of down. I am a Squarespacer for a Squarespacer. I'm a Squarespacer for life. <laughs> but the reason that we bring up Squarespace as such a good option is because like we were saying before, we think you just need it. Like we think you just mm-hmm. need the website to be there, even mm-hmm. if you're not going to be updating it all the time. But like it's a landing place where if someone Googles you or looks up like where your services are or like wants to know how to buy from you, it should just be there. And that's the reason why we talk about Squarespace is like it gave us that ability to do it. So I would make the argument that you should just like clear your schedule for a weekend, sign up for it and mm-hmm. teach yourself it. 
Yes, and do something. And like the the first website you you have is not going to be the one that you stick with forever. Like it never is. Ours weren't. And so like you just need. I always say like you need to put clay on the table before you can mold it. And if you have like nothing on the table to work with, then that's not doing you any good. So yeah, just clear out the weekend. Make it happen. We did space to face in a weekend, and you can definitely make that happen. It's just that done is better than perfect, a hundred percent, especially with this. Yes, and if you don't want to do the design aspect of it in the beginning there are plenty of people out there who do offer squarespace design which is Mm -hmm. awesome and they will work with you to get it all set up um and then they will show you how to just upload things later so if any Mm -hmm. of the design stuff scares you have them do that for you i know also megan mins i have listened to her on a podcast in the past she has a workbook or some kind of course uh, called Squarespace in one weekend. So, oh, how cool is that? That's, That's perfect. perfect. It's exactly what we're talking about right now. I have to check that out. That's really cool. I'm sure I would learn some things. And it's so easily Googleable. And oh, it's just so great. And then, so if you already have a website and you're like, yeah, I know, I understand that part, it's important to refresh your website. I remember, I think that Jen Carrington was the first, the one that I heard say this when she was like, if you want to tweak something, you should tweak your website. Like if you like feel like a new refresh kind of thing because a lot of us are like, oh, I'm going to like um, re-update my Instagram or I'm going to redo this and work on this. But your website is where you need to be focused the most. So if you if you have a website but it's outdated, just take some time to refresh it, like update your sidebar or like add, add a new post because when I go to businesses and it's like, I haven't posted since October 2012, I'm like, are you even still in business? Like, are you even there still? So it's really important to put up some some recent stuff. And I have. How do you feel about people who don't have dates on their blog posts? Mm, you know, if they're not going to post very often, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so true, so true. Because sometimes I look and like, I think maybe as a business owner, I'm like, when was this posted? But I don't know that I would think about that. It's just like a normal consumer. But I'm like, are they even alive? Like, was this posted four years ago? But it's. I guess you're right. It's kind of smart if you don't post very often. Yeah. And but then I get pumped when I see it and it's like in the last couple of weeks that I'm like, oh, so cool. They're like, I feel like they're almost like there with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm into your life right now. It's so cool. And I think this is something that um, we've learned from Alex Beaton, who yes. is an online business coach and so many things. <laughs> yes. She's everything. <laughs> She's everything. And we learned from her, like, let's say that someone finds you on a place that's not your website. So it's like your Instagram account or your YouTube channel, who knows. And then they go to they're already kind of like jiving with you. They kind of like what you're doing. And then they go to your website and they're like, "Oh my god. This girl has written 20 blog posts in mm-hmm. the last 4 months. Mm-hmm. And they're all awesome and I love what she's about. I love her work. I love her personality." And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they just not do not stop scrolling. Yes. Alex calls it finding a gold mine. Yeah. And it's kind of like what we were talking about with the Easter egg, too. That's what I would Mm -hmm. say. I did this at one point that you taught me this little trick. Even if I had created, like, five videos in the past, but I had never put them on my blog. Mm -hmm. Um, So I repurposed my YouTube videos and I put them on on my blog as a blog post. I just changed the date of whenever I had created those and I put them up there because it's better for people to see that than to not see it. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, wow, she made all this stuff and like mm-hmm. I can keep I can keep up with her. It's even more incentive to keep following up with me in the future. And it's just like they're like, oh, my God, this person because <laughs> there's nothing worse than when you're like, oh, my God, I love this. This artist works so much. I like want to know more about them. And then there's like nothing there for me to like soak up I want to know what inspires them and I want to see what they're up to behind the scenes and then none of it's there and I'm like oh yes oh my gosh that is the worst you know what it's like (laughs) it's like when you discover a show that you really love and then you get you're like you just discovered it like in the fifth season and then you're so pumped that you get to go back and watch like season one through five and it's such a bummer when you're like I am all cut up and there's nothing else for me to watch and you're just so bummed about it Wait, wait, this is literally what I'm experiencing right now. I got really into this new comic and I'm like, I'm all pumped about it. I bought the fourth issue. I'm like going strong. Like, you know, I'm going to the comic book store every week getting the issue. (laughs) I read the fourth issue and it says the end. (gasps) What? And it's just over? It was a four issue like mini story. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's why I would go to someone's website and they had four blog posts. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
shit. <laughs> and then it's done. I love the show called Forever. It was on Hulu. I don't know what network it was on. And they only had one season. And then they, like, it got canceled. It didn't have a big enough audience, but, like, it was my niche. It was, like, my exact type of show that I loved. It was, like, time travel and, like, all these different, like, a little bit of crime, not too much gore. So I feel like that's exactly what people would feel like if they came across somebody. And, like, this – so we can kind of get into, like, silent readership a little bit too here because a lot of the reason that people stop writing is because they feel like people aren't watching. And – and they feel like, oh, like my niche is too small or whatever. But when you find the people who like are a part of your niche, are your tribe, they are so pumped. Like I was so pumped on this show. And then when they just stopped because they didn't have a big enough audience or whatever, I was like, what about me? I am your perfect audience. And you want to keep creating for your I'm audience. Here. I'm here. Listen. I also just started watching Once Upon a Time. And I watched it like in the first season. And then I stopped for like three seasons and now I'm watching it again for the fifth season and I'm like oh my gosh I have to go catch up on like season two through four because I have no idea what's going on but it's so good (laughs) it's so good but yeah that's kind of migrating into like blogging and vlogging content but yes I want to make one more point okay about the website thing and I said this earlier it legitimizes the crap out of you yes I have really found lately okay so let's say I reach out to someone and I'm like hey I really want to participate in your event and I right. show them my – I say, hey, here's my website and here's, you know, what I do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't get turned down as often when I have a website because oh, yeah. it really makes me look like I'm an active creator. I'm an active, serious business owner who, like, mm-hmm. has my stuff together and they can see what I'm all about and they can see my work and my whole vibe. And I do often say, like, hey, you can also go check out my Instagram for, like, the most recent work, like – what I painted yesterday, you know? Right, right. But the the website is just, like, it's so nice. It's so nice to, like, give someone this link and be, like, this is my best work. This is yes. the best I can show you. Here I am. And you're not, like, you're not, like, sidestepping around it. Like, you don't want to be, like, oh, well, um, I will have a website in, in really soon. But, mm-hmm. like, here's my Instagram, like, for now. There's mm-hmm. some of my work on there. Like, you don't want any of that hesitation. It's so no. nice to just be, like, here's my stuff. Here it is. Here's who I yeah. am. And, like, if I got turned down at that point, I would just know, like, we weren't a good fit or something. Like, totally. that, that yeah. would be, like, me knowing that I did the best I could do. And it's just mm-hmm. so cool. It really lets the work speak for itself. Like, I can be, like, here mm-hmm. it is. Um, Take it or leave it. But in a good way, like. Of course. I hope we get to work together, but like, here you go, you know? Yeah. And if you don't have a website, you're totally right. You always know that you need one. Like nobody is like, should I get a website? Like a hundred percent, you should get a website. And you're always being like, oh, it's going to come, et cetera. Just like you're saying, everybody's going to do that. So you just need to make it happen. Just do it this weekend. You guys go to Squarespace, do it. We're so proud of you. Okay, what you were saying about Instagram earlier, like, oh, Instagram has my most recent work. I realized because it's so easy to pop stuff up on Instagram and like, really anybody could just make a an Instagram account or whatever and there's like really low investment and so if you're making the investment to have a website then it is that's why it's so legitimizing because you like you look like a business who is investing in your business and that is huge so did we drive the point home already I think we did and no one has to know that your Squarespace <laughs> website only costs you eight dollars a month because that's no one like has to know two coffees Yes, so true. I spend that in a day on coffee. That would be, God, a lot of coffee if I spent that a day on coffee. That would be four dopios. That would be a lot. Oh, anyway, man. so we <laughs> we kind of already touched on this. It kind of blends together with having a website and a blog, but they are different. You can have a website without a blog. Totally. And that's... Um, yeah. Like our friend Mallory, for example, who's a personal trainer, her website is just mm-hmm. a great place where people can go buy from her and see her different services. But if they want to know more of like what she's about like her social media platforms are there and a lot of like word of mouth referrals but yeah her Mm -hmm. she doesn't have a blog and it's fine no and it's totally fine but her website is such a huge like seal of approval on her legitimacy as a business but but we have found that blogging has been such a huge way that's for me when I think of like my online presence that's what I think about is like my blog um and like such a huge way for us to connect with our audience and to really like for me that's what's deepened my brand the most like my brand before my blog was like just purple, just me. And then when I started blogging a lot, my brand just became so much more. It became like more inspiring and funnier and more entertaining. It grew from this blog. And that's what people are attracted to my business for the most is is the brand that I have strengthened through my through my blog. And then as you guys know, I like to make videos because I don't like to write anything. <laughs> and this kind of like brings me back to that idea of silent readership. 
like I feel a little bit frustrated when I blog because I don't know like who actually went and looked at the posts. Like, of course, right. you can look at analytics and like views and stuff, but like it's just a little like it seems like a smaller number to me. And I don't think I'm like a very captivating writer. So, for example, I like made a video about um, how to start a business or in college and like why you should. And if I would have like posted that on my blog, I don't think I would have really got that much readership on it because. I'm not really that compelling of a writer. Maybe I am. Maybe I am if I'm, like, really caffeinated. But, like, I sat down and made a video about it and talked about it. And now I can see the numbers of the views. And, you know, the views on YouTube work, like, as as long as someone watches for 20 seconds, you get a view. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I know that I at least held their attention for 20 seconds. (laughs) Congratulations. So, like, I know that at least, you know, 200, 300 people are getting through that first 20 seconds. And in, in my mm-hmm. videos, what I mean, my talking videos, I'm just jumping right in. So, at least yeah. I held their attention for a while. And then maybe they watch the whole thing. And totally. I think people, com- I think people comment more often on video. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of comments. I think, really, the point is to channel what you're best at. Yes. I agree because for me, I really, really enjoy making videos. I hate with a passion that is so deep in my soul editing videos. I hate it so much. And so I just will not do it. And I also really enjoy writing in the process of writing. Um, so that's huge for me. And I do love the videos sometimes. But, oh, God, that editing kills me. So anyway, putting content out there for me is definitely blogging. And you've definitely found yours in vlogging. And I remember us talking about that when you were first like, oh, I want to blog. We are like, I don't like I have to hurt my hands. I don't want to do the writing thing at all. And so I totally get it. And when I see you editing videos, I'm like bowing down just that you can just pump a video out like that. It takes me so long. It seems like such a cumbersome process. You just kill it with that. But it has been a way for people to know who you are and they hear your voice. I enjoy my writing because I feel like I write the way that I speak. So I feel yeah, like people can, can hear me kind of through my writing. And with you, they can hear you because they can hear you because you're right there. And I just love that. And I think that's huge. I actually see it a lot in Facebook groups now, actually, too. People are like, I want to blog, but I don't really enjoy it. How often do you guys think I should do it? And people are like, don't do it. So don't. I'm happy to see that this is like a resounding thing that everyone's catching on to. Like, don't put any time into the things you don't want to be doing. Um, yeah, okay. So it's good advice. And uh, yes, that because it'll come out. It'll you can you'll be able to tell. Like if you don't like it, it you'll, it's obvious. If it's like a resentful blog post, nobody's gonna enjoy reading. It. <laughs> nope. And then yeah, speaking of Facebook groups, actually, that's another like awesome online aspect of what you and I do, and like Huge. the fun part of owning a business. Yes. So we actually met. In Alex Beaton, who we mentioned earlier, she has the Spark Lounge, which is a Facebook group, and that's how that's what we met through. Um, we met each other on Spark Lounge, followed each other on Instagram, and the Spark Lounge has been like the foundation of so many things for me. Like I just think back, like when it first started, and just getting so much support about blogging and so much support just about my business in general, and I was just like so encouraged because the Sparklers—that's what we're called—the Sparklers really affirmed the decisions I was making and the brand that I was putting out there. And even though they aren't people who can purchase from me, I just felt so so encouraged by them and the content that Alex was putting out, and that really like made a huge difference in my business when I go back. And like, look at my journey as a business owner. The spark crunch was a huge pivotal moment for me, or pivotal like aspect of my life that made me realize like I want to be online and I want to be more, um, yeah, I want to be more of a space where I didn't have to be. And it was like, oh my gosh, being online is so great for me as a person, for me as a business owner, etc. Just having a community of those kind of people was just huge. And that's how I met Paige. So it was the mom. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you, meeting you and then being in the Spark Lounge, like, those two things tied together mm-hmm. were really big. Um, I actually met a sparkler in real life this week. Yeah. I had coffee with Marquita, who is a life coach in L.A., and she was so inspiring and, like, really energetic. It was just really fun to meet her. So, honestly, some of our biggest supporters and, like, listeners of the podcast, people who, like, just give us such awesome feedback are our sparklers, mm-hmm. too. So that's why we're, like, so excited about Facebook groups as part of our online presence because it's been so fun. Mm -hmm. We've had such good friends on there and just, like, not even business ways, but, like, like Jamie Hyatt. She's another sparkler, and she's a photographer in Canada. And we, of course, talk about photography stuff a lot, but now she's, like, a good friend. (laughs) 
we just talk on Snapchat. We've never actually met in person. And you're a good friend. And it's like that. It's almost like how we encourage people to get local and to get in the community. That's the same benefit that I have received from like being in the Spark Lounge. It's like I feel like I'm making friends and I feel like I'm in more in a community because there definitely is an online community that you can be a part of. But it also just takes away that aspect of being lost about anything. Like if I have a question, I can always find someone to answer it for me. And then sometimes we'll even like talk further about it. So um, I'm friends with Monica Galvin, who's in the Spark Lounge. She's a photographer. She has like a Skillshare class. She has a lot of night photography. She's really cool. And she had a lot more knowledge about starting an online course than I did. So we chatted about that on Skype for a couple hours. And like now I'm totally clear on it. And like she kind of helped me plan out my – um watercolor courses that we talked about yeah in another episode so like that was really cool so like I don't really feel confused anymore about it because Mm -hmm. I can connect with my friends who are already doing things and then I can also like share my knowledge with them totally right back it's so yes it just makes it so easy to connect with other business owners because when you're in a Facebook group they're all people who are doing the same thing that you're doing and there's a couple other business group or Facebook groups that you're part of which ones are those um, so I'm in Savvy Business Owners, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Actually, it is hosted by Heather Crabtree, who's a business strategist here in Phoenix. That's so cool. Which is how I knew about her, actually. And I've been, um, it's been really fun to meet her and go to, like, local meetups associated with that group. And I was in that group when it was, like, under 500 people, and it's, like, at 5,000 now. Oh, my gosh. So That's it's insane. nuts. Like, you're, you're talking about, like, resources and, like, finding someone to help you. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a good answer from these you're people. You're going to get it. And it's people from all different um, ranges of experience from, mm-hmm. you know, beginners to full-time business owners. And people are doing really cool things in there. So I love that yeah. one. Um, I have met great people through there. Also, I think one that I was in right when I joined the Spark Lounge, it was kind of when I first got introduced to Facebook groups, was the Being Boss Facebook group, um, Mm -hmm. which is another awesome entrepreneur podcast. So I was a part of that one too. I think that one I was like, that one was growing really quickly. So there was also a lot of advice like pumping through that one. It was great. I'm still in it. They're all awesome. I feel like these days my Facebook feed is mostly just these groups. And sometimes I feel like I am learning just by scrolling and, like, looking at all of this stuff. Looking at what everyone else is asking. I don't even need to, like, absorb too much, like, instructional content anymore. And I feel like also those Facebook groups might have given – I don't know about you, but those might have given me the confidence to do the podcast because people would ask questions and I would give my two cents and my advice. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel comfortable and confident giving other business owners advice. So I think that was also helpful for the podcast as well because I was like yeah I can do this and like I do have a lot of the experience to weigh in on Mm -hmm. and it just like makes you realize like how much people are wanting advice and like where different people are and being like oh my gosh we have so much to share and we talked about that like it's hard for us to share all of like our experience and knowledge that that we have with just like one people one people one people it's not a thing one person at a time and so this podcast is such an awesome way for us to like get that all at once and how Facebook groups work is all you have to do is like post and ask a question and then you have like a bazillion people answering it for you and it's really nice to like be active like I make a point to go through the Spark Lounge and like go through people and respond to their stuff because I'm like oh my gosh this is so great for us to be a huge community and they've done so much for me and I really want to return the favor yeah and then they even serve as like a search engine like you can go into the group and search Instagram content or yes seriously though anything really pursuing your passion and then Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of them are really organized too like different threads recommending books there's even like there's even um directories so you can like know what everyone offers what kind of services they provide you can find people who are in your area they are legit seriously it's like it's such it's a networking opportunity as well as like a forum so it's just a nice, perfect little hub of community. Facebook groups. This is a weird analogy. If I can count on 10 <laughs> fingers, the people who I would, like, reach out to the most and ask questions and get advice on, where did I meet them all? Facebook groups. Funny. Facebook groups. See, that's another way that we use Facebook for business. I've periscoped about this, and I talk about, like, how Facebook for for business is, is kind of, like, sucky and annoying. But Facebook groups are legit. That's where the See? magic's happening, guys. If you're not in Seriously. One. Oh, and, like, I, for example, I Skype with Suze Ford, who's Mm -hmm. a fellow artist. She's an oil painter every week now. How cool is that? That's so cool. That's so great. we're, like, constantly trading tips and all this stuff. And, you know, 
she's someone who's been doing this a lot longer than I have. So it's, she's Mm -hmm. so helpful to me and like, which is really kind of her and it's awesome. And like, Mm -hmm. we have such different perspectives too, because she went to art school and I didn't. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I always ask her questions about that. I'm like, what's the, what's the difference? Like, what is it like? What did I not learn? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Teach me. I think for me, me. like architecture school was, it it sets me apart, like my mindset and stuff. And I think I approach things differently, but it's just kind of interesting. And so that's, that's where you can find your like-minded people, build friendships and help you out. It's pretty fun. Totally. And when it's online, you have you have access to so many more people. Like if you were just local, you would have never met Suze because she doesn't live anywhere close to you. So it's so cool to be able to find like like-minded people no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about building a website, blogging or vlogging, putting out content in some way, Facebook groups. And the last thing we were going to talk about, which is of course huge, is being present on social media. So we have talked about how like having a website is better than just being on Instagram, but Instagram definitely is a funnel toward the website. So you want to be using all of your social media to lead people to your website for sure. But using social media is huge. And I know that Paige for sure loves Instagram. Love it. I almost just had a panic attack though. I realized that yesterday <laughs> was like the first day in like a year or more probably that I forgot to post on Instagram. That is so funny. That is so, so funny. I miss days all the time on Instagram, but your Instagram game kills. It really does. You have the, if you guys haven't checked it out, you definitely need to. It's so beautiful. Thank you. This is kind of a side note. You're welcome. Something that helped me as far as Instagram goes. Um, I used to take all of my Instagram content with my DSLR camera. Mm-hmm. So my Instagram wasn't necessarily like documented in real time. Like I usually was posting the photos a day or two after I took them and then I would just change the captions so that they would totally. be in the, in the present tense, mm-hmm. um, which was fine because I really liked having the high quality photos and I didn't mind editing them. But really kind of a game changer for me was that I recently got the newer iPhone, which is the iPhone 6. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know uh-huh. why I said it like that, but I, I didn't get the plus. I just got the six because yeah. the plus is huge. And unnecessary. Yeah, but I had like the four before and the camera quality was pretty bad, which is why I was doing so much DSLR stuff. And I have to be honest, almost it's almost a flip. So like previously it was like 90% DSLR. It's like 90% iPhone now. And honestly, I, I can tell the difference and I mix in DSLR photos but the quality is so good that it's great. And that's yeah. kind of why I'm able to post, like, at least two images a day because I can take these, like, studio desktop photos with my phone. That's and... incredible. And you also have great lighting coming into that window. Yes. That was a thing, too. That was kind of mm-hmm. rough before when I was using the artificial lighting. It wasn't as good. But, now, yeah, now I have the great day lighting. I edit in, like, VSEO or just, like, any Instagram app and, like, everything Mm -hmm. has been iphone now and it's awesome so maybe like that would be a good investment to make if you are trying to bump up your social media presence would be to get this phone um we should also link in the show notes there is a really awesome camera lens that yes yeah it's kind of a freestanding lens and when you photograph with it it goes straight to your iphone and your iphone serves as a viewfinder that thing is nuts so legit I learned about it. I actually learned about that camera from Sakura, who is one of the co-founders of Blogettes. Um, They share, like, blogging workshops and resources. That's how I learned about that camera. Because they definitely use that, don't they? They use it all the time, and now they talk about it on their blog as, like, an awesome tool. And I have always wanted to get one, but um, now that I got this phone, it's pretty great. So I don't know if I need it, but um, maybe you have, like, an older iPhone or something. I would recommend checking that tool out. We will link it. No, I love that you're doing it just from your phone because for me, so much stuff is just like so cumbersome. Like I have to take it on my thing and then I have to put it on the computer and I have to send it to the phone and it's like, oh my gosh, this is just like so many steps I have to take to get the stupid picture on my phone. So it's kind of nice to take things directly from your phone. I don't do that on my photography one. I just put um, photos that are professionally taken with my DSLR, but on my personal Instagram. That makes sense to me because that's your whole business. So Right, right. So that makes a lot of sense, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, if, even if, if that's not your thing, they should be, of course, quality images, but they don't have to be like superb from a zillion dollar camera or anything. Um, but Instagram is, is such a good way and to, it still is community building. Like you're showing people your work and like in kind of like in real time um, and you're able to like connect with, comment on other people's stuff. It's almost like micro blogging. I remember when that was like, 
a term people use and they don't say it as much anymore, but you are able to be like, so like sometimes we'll post things like, this Sunday I'm taking photos of Cal Poly polo team. I'm going to yoga. I'm doing blah, blah, blah. And it's just some random photo of yourself. And people love that stuff. They love knowing what you're doing. Um, so it's definitely huge. It's a huge thing for transparency. It's a huge thing for like no like and trust and building that. And it is almost that it's getting to the point. And I would say it's at the point where if you don't have an Instagram or I think an Instagram would be the biggest one that if you don't have that people are like, oh, okay. Like, oh, just go to my website. And it's kind of weird if people don't have Instagrams. Do you think I, that's true? Yes. I will say that that's like the first thing I look for. If I find a website, like if I'm just scrolling online and I find someone's website on Pinterest and I'm really into what they're doing or whatnot, the first place I want to go look for them is Instagram mm-hmm. for the visual aspect. And I get really disappointed if they aren't on there. Yes. Because Instagram is a place where people are following us, not following us, but just following anybody the most. It's the most followable platform that we have right now, I think, where like you're popping up and you don't have to do anything extra besides open the app and scroll. Like even in Snapchat, you have to open the app and you have to click on somebody's story to watch it again. Mm -hmm. So there's like more of a step to take. Facebook, people, Facebook for business, like I said, a whole other thing. And then your website, if somebody adds you to their like reader, like what are, what even is the reader right now? Like blog loving or something. So people are having to go back and check your website, which they will do if you have, you know, excellent content, et cetera. But people are knowing that I'm putting things on my website because I put it on Instagram and then I funnel it and put all the amazing content on the website. Um, so social media does act also as a funnel to go back. And then I like where you are finding everything on Instagram, which is so cool. Snapchat has been really huge for me. It's definitely less community building because there's no (laughs) interaction. Like nobody likes your stuff or you, I mean, you can comment because you can message them, but that's when I find people who are being like, oh my gosh, I love your Snapchats. I feel like I know what you do every day. I feel like I know you, blah, blah, blah. You rock it out. I love Snapchat. That's huge for me. I love it too. I feel like it works really well for you because you are for the photographer and like everyone's learning everything from your point of view. Like you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm doing this shoot today and like here's what's happening and like you can really walk them through all of it too. I I love it as well. Like I've been finding out recently, some of the clients I've been getting, they're like, oh yeah, I've been watching you on Snapchat forever. And I'm like, what? Because like Thank you. I didn't even know. Yeah. Like we said, you can't see who's interacting with your content unless you like individually click on the snap and see who watched it which is mm-hmm. so strange as a side note like I can just go yeah. and be like oh all of these people watched my stuff yes it is a little strange to watch it's a little strange um, but it's great it's like almost like vlogging like I wish that I could vlog because I, like I said I like being on video and I lo- enjoyed that kind of interaction but I hate the editing part and so it takes out all the editing part for me it's incredible I love that so much um there was something else I was going to say about that it also like just there's tidbits that I would put on Snapchat that I wouldn't put on like Instagram or that I wouldn't put on something like Instagram seems like a little bit more exclusive with your content but there's stuff I put on Snapchat that I would think are like not that important but I'll put it up anyway and people will be like oh my gosh I also have a birthmark on my forehead and I'm like that's so cool and like finding ways to connect with people on like very normal things you know exactly if you guys are interested at all in using snapchat for business and you're confused on how to promote it I just want to give like two quick tips um we'll probably have future episodes more about social media too Mm -hmm. because it's such a big part of the online presence but my two tips are it's really easy to just kind of like weave it into conversation. So if you post like a nice Instagram photo and you're like, hey, I'm uh, photographing this senior today in this beautiful location. If you're like, see the behind the scenes on Snapchat. It's like a totally. very natural um, progression and like encourages mm-hmm. them to go see more from you. And then that's yes. where you can throw all of the like blurry, shaky, like behind the scenes yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. But at least you have like one nice photo. And so I kind of do this naturally. I weave it into um, Instagram that way. Mm-hmm. And then um, another way to share your Snapchat content is the snap code yes. that is on Snapchat. You can screenshot your snap code. And I actually recently put mine on the sidebar of my blog but yep I copied you immediately I was like I need to do that now you did too um which is awesome but I have to say like this is so funny this is like a uh a word of warning mm-hmm. so I have a theory that like someone just dragged my snap code like it's a jpeg on my blog sidebar I have a theory that someone just dragged it and put it somewhere like maybe it's like a reddit forum where it's like, here's a bunch of random snap codes of people you can follow. But my, okay, 
Like, I know that people love to interact with my content and they're so awesome, but I am getting like 25 people adding me a day on Snapchat. Oh my gosh. How interesting. Yes. And like, okay, so like not, I'm not being what, like, I know something's going on that's not like normal. <laughs> because What I was, is that? I don't know. Just yesterday alone, I was just watching people's Snapchat stories and I had three people add me in like two minutes that my phone was open on the app. I wonder if you can search using an image. Like, can you search the image? That'd be so interesting. Oh, my God. I should do that. But, like... I think you can. We've talked about Periscope a lot, too. But Periscope is equally awesome. I really think it's encouraged people to make more online content. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's, like, that's a cool thing. Like, I've been putting it in in my Instagram bio. Like, if you go to my page, it's right there in my title. So, I'll notice, like, people will follow me on Instagram and follow me on Periscope immediately afterwards. And that's kind of cool because maybe they just found me through Instagram and then they follow me there. And the next time I broadcast, they can get to know me on that more personal level, which is really exciting. It's especially great for business owners who are – like B2B business owners who are talking to other business owners because that's usually who's on who's on Periscope right now or small biz owners. So if you have content to provide to other people who are running small businesses and it's such a great place to be because you're really building a community and sharing the information with other people who are running their own businesses. Um, and there's a lot of fitness people who are on there as well, um, life coaches, et cetera. So it's definitely a great place to be for, for that. And you get like instant community it's not like snapchat where you can't see anything you can see so much of it people are liking it what they're saying and you can comment with them in real time um so that's that's been really huge for for getting to know people and they're giving away so much awesome content so it's such a great spot to be I so think, if i think one time want, in the future we should do a live periscope while we record the podcast i think that would be so I've been fun thinking about that i think that'd be so neat we would have to like take a break to answer questions or something <laughs> yeah that would be so cool we would be we would be like periscoping like separately that'd be so funny it would be so funny or like maybe you could do it one week and i would do it the other week or something yeah yeah i love that idea oh, wait, um wait, okay wait, smile i'm snapchatting asia right now <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are facers you're looking to have more of a presence in the space get a website start blogging or vlogging Join some Facebook groups, get on social media. So we have some opportunities for you guys today, a little bit of homework. It's good to pick two two social media platforms that you really rock. Mm-hmm. And so right now, if you have one, maybe add another, or if you have five, focus on two and really grow those two. Agreed. I love that idea. And I would even check out Periscope just as far as absorbing content and and. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of, of like silent reading, but it's not silent reading, reading, I guess, when you're commenting on people's Periscope. But there are definitely plenty of Periscope users who don't put out content, but they go on Periscope to soak up information. So if you guys aren't on Periscope because maybe you don't feel like you have something to contribute to other business owners, there are people on there who are just giving out so much information for people like us. So if you're listening to this podcast, you should be on Periscope because there's so much information out there. I've started listening to people's scopes as like a podcast in itself too, like while I work. Sometimes I don't comment, which is I kind of feel bad about, but I'll just put it down you're the there. side and listen. Yeah. And I like yeah. It sometimes I just tap real quick, mm-hmm. give them some hearts, mm-hmm. go back to my work. I used to listen to your podcast when we were working out. <laughs> Oh, my Periscope. You said podcast. Yes. Oh, sorry. I used to listen, yeah. <laughs> I used to, listen to your Periscopes while you're working out. Okay. So the opportunities for you guys. Try Periscope or focus your social media presences. You guys can make a Squarespace site if you don't have one already. It's free. It's a free trial. We're not sponsored by Squarespace, but we really, really believe in it. So definitely try that this week. You could also join a Facebook group um, or join a few and then maybe find which one you jam with. Mm-hmm, I'm in mm-hmm. a lot. I don't comment in all of them. And also they're kind of cool because I've kind of figured out now which ones will serve me best. Like some of them are more for like motivation and like uplifting and some are like really hard hitting advice. One is like better for social media. One is better for like client questions, you know. Totally. It yeah. And, it, and you're just building community everywhere. So we hope you will go implement some of those actionable things we have as like mini homework for the episode. Um, something we also wanted to do to close out the episode was read a few of your guys' reviews on iTunes because they have, they've been so awesome. Um, it's really cool for us to hear that we are inspiring you and making a difference in your business. That's so great. Um, let's read a couple. 
Okay. So Selena from Designer Diary, she wrote, I love what you guys are doing with the podcast. Your segment inspired my creativity, nearly causing me to stand up and give you guys a round of applause. <laughs> well, these girls are hilarious, brilliant, insightful, sweet, and very informative when it comes to the real world and finding your way, your own way of creativity. And I thank you. One of my much needed go-to podcasts is a much, much, must listen. That was so nice. Oh my gosh. She's my favorite. Did you see that she did a little sketch of us today? I'll oh my gosh. Ha- I'll have to yes. repost it. It's so cute. It is so cute. Okay, and then someone who has put their nickname as Dreaming Bigger said, cannot be more excited for Asia's and Paige's new podcast. They are such a talented and engaging duo. You won't ever be bored listening to them. They have so much to share about their own craft, Asian photography, and Paige with watercolor and architecture, living and thriving in a creative business. If you are a creative... If you are a creative looking to start your own business, whether it be online or local, they have you covered. That could be our bio right there. Oh, my God. I think I know who wrote that, too. So thank you. Thanks, girl. Okay, this one is so good. Um, by Elsie Doodles. Best new hashtag girl boss podcast, hands down. Practical, inspirational, and real advice and discussion from two amazing young women. Thank you. Who are not <laughs> just talking about living their dreams. They are doing it and they are thriving. She gives you a lot of great places where you could listen to the podcast, like laying on the beach or hustling at the gym. I love that. Thanks, girl. That's, that's Leanna. So nice. And then she writes, no matter what stage you are at in your entrepreneurial journey, Space to Face will help inspire you to keep that journey going. God, these are so good. They're so nice. And there's a lot of little emojis down there. I really like that one. So adorable. Yeah, I guys. Like- so we have been loving your ratings and reviews. I will get a new one and send it to Asia in a screenshot. And we've been saving all of them. So yes. if you haven't left yours yet, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll probably read it in a future episode. Um, just go to iTunes and you can give us a rating. And then leave your little comment as well. We so appreciate it. We read all of them and we just are so pumped about it. So we really, really appreciate it. It's not going unnoticed. Yeah, we're not over here like, oh, we don't care about the comments. Like, whatever. We <laughs> read them all and every time I'm like, oh my God. And I oh almost want to cry. So... <laughs> right? I just love when people are, are being helped by what we're doing. That's what we're doing it for. So we love, we love hearing it. We're so happy. Yeah, I've been like really emotional lately. Like just reading those comments, I almost started crying. And then last night I was like thinking about my relationship with Jake and I got started crying. What is going on? You know, it's okay to be in a time where you're just really appreciative of life. That's totally fine. That's how I feel. Okay, if you've been hesitating your online presence, if you know you need it, we are here to tell you that you do. Use this as your sign. If you are waiting for like something to fall out of the sky to tell you to get on it, this should be it because on out of the sky yeah as asia and i said our online presence not only legitimizes us and lands us clients easier it also really creates a lot of fun in our life and our business and we mm-hmm. have built a lot of community and made a lot of friends through it so this is your motivation today yes it is that was so great thank if you you've been waiting for a sign this is your sign you guys <laughs> i really like that yeah, it totally has made so much more fun in our business. And you are just, you're opening up your network. And for me, even though, like I said, I'm online and I can't have people come to me who I meet online, it's done so wonders for my business. So it definitely is an investment worth making. Well, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Space to Face. Like we mentioned earlier, if you guys love what you're hearing, then you should definitely go rate and review us on iTunes, please. <laughs> what? <laughs> funny you're like please <laughs> i thought it was being nice and polite no, i know i thought it was funny though like just the i'll have to you'll hear it in the in the replay please oh my god thank you for listening to this episode and we will talk to you next week until then we are sending all of the positive and creative vibes your way and we hope you have a fabulous freaking day bye Thank you for listening to Space to Face, brought to you by Asia Croson and Paige Poppy. To find out more about us and get episodes delivered straight to your inbox each week, please check out our website at space2face.com. Until our next episode, we hope you'll apply what you've learned today to nurture both the online and face-to-face aspects of your business. And until then, we thank you and we will see you in our next one.